Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine podcast. This is episode 69. Nice. Nice. <laughs> we got a lot to cover today. Andy, you went to Harbor Town. I did. We can get to that. It, it was a beautiful place and uh, a very hard golf course by Mr. Pete Dye, of course. Yeah, I know. A lot of it's it's those one of those golf courses that some guys love it and some guys hate it. Like I know Rory played in the in the Heritage. I think what was that the COVID year? Because that was the first tournament back. So I think yeah. that field was loaded. He couldn't say worse things about it. He's like, I just don't like this golf course. But then other guys who just kind of like plot their way around because it's definitely it's definitely not like a Rory Bryson type golf course. Yeah, on the first tee, we had a four caddy and he was like, all right, it's all angles here um, on this course. So on this first hole, I need you right center fairway. I'm like, yeah, no, no problem. I went left rough. I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not nearly good enough to be like, oh, I'm going to put this in the in like that right side of a fairway. No, I'm just going to. I, I got to tell you, though, playing with a four caddy, we had one four caddy in our group for four guys. And what a delight that is whenever you get that. Um, I've had caddies before that carried bags. He didn't carry bags. We just walked with our. Uh, with our clubs, but he was just there to give you green readings and distances, you know, like, Hey, you're 153, but play at 174, you know, like guys that have been on this course every day for 10 years. And, uh, I'd like to say it helped my game, uh, score wise. It didn't, but it was an enjoyable afternoon. They do make it just so much better. I think people underestimate how much caddies actually help sometimes. Like they just know golf courses so well and know exactly how to play every single shot they've seen everything a thousand times they're just so good at what they do well the good ones when you get a bad caddy it's really bad but some of the guys make serious serious changes in your game and where they where they make the biggest difference is on the greens like the yeah. way they can read where you're like this breaks right right and they're like no dude it breaks left you're like it does like, yeah. what they're insane I, I played pebble one, only one time and we had a caddy and we were on the seventh hole, you know, the iconic par three. And it's, he goes, it's ADR play with your ADR shot. And I'm like, I'm an, I'm an idiot. Right. I'm like, nah, in my head, I'm like, it's a hundred yards. So I take out my hundred yard club and I hit it 20 yards past the pin into the ocean. I'm right like, into the ocean. From now on, whenever I'm playing with a caddy, I will listen to the caddy because they know more than I do. I'm an idiot. I've been here for three hours. He's been here for 20 years. Yeah. And he's there six days a week from 7am to nine o'clock at night. Yeah, and I, it was fun. Harbor Town was great. The 18th hole, I was amazed by how difficult that hole is. Um, you got to hit a bomb off the tee, and then you still got like 160, 170, 180. But for amateurs, you got like 190 in and into the wind over marsh into the small green. And you know the pros obviously just doink a three wood out there and hit a you know a high iron in there. Uh, it was just so like I was just standing there going, "How does anyone make par here on a Sunday when they need to make par to win the tournament?" you get the wind coming in off the ocean you got the off the water you got the tiny green it's just it's a it's a beat down of course very intimidating green complex that one on 18. yes and i think it goes a little like underestimated how hard that golf hole is it should play like 4.5 i think so around there 
Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could navigate myself around that place. It's too tight. No, it, it was surprisingly more uh, less tight than I thought it was going to be. In person, it's less tight. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple holes where it was like, yeah, this is this is really hard. But but I was like, I, you know, I scratched around like a, I think I had like a ninety five, and I didn't play my best. And it was windy and I stink and I hate myself, but it was like, I was never like grossly out of, out of position, just, you know, mentally I was out of position a lot, but like physically I, it was, it wasn't as hard. Like the fairways was, weren't as hard. Like, I think it's a par five. I think it's 15. It's one of the, it's one of the most beautiful golf holes I've ever played. And I can't wait to see that hole on TV. I hate but myself. Yes. I hate myself, man. If I had a uh, dollar for every time I've said that, oh. um, the match was also last week and was a romping of Bryson DeChambeau. Wasn't even close. So we'll talk about the match in full. We got a lot to talk about, actually. Hero World Challenges this week. Uh, we got we got to start with Tiger, though. It's his tournament. He just had a press conference. What time is it? Three hours ago. Uh, did you catch the whole thing? I watched it from start to finish, yep. What did you think? I think Eamon Lynch summed it up perfectly afterwards in the golf channel. It was classic tiger. He, he gave us nothing, you know, I was, yeah, he said a whole lot, but didn't say anything. Didn't say anything. And that, and you know, there was one question asked about his car accident and he said, I, I don't have to say anything about everything. It's, uh, I can't say anything about it. It's all on the police report. And it's like, it's not on the police report. And I'm the biggest tiger Homer ever. And I really want, wanted him to open up about that day. Um, I think he owes it to the public for going 87 and a 45, no, no uh, tire mark. So he went plowing this. He could have killed somebody. Yeah. So I think when yeah. a situation like that arises, you have to be honest and open with the public about what happened. That was a very serious thing that happened. And he almost lost his life. So I was hoping he'd be a little bit more open about that, but he was not. What do you think about him saying that? I can't remember if this was in the, I think it was, I get the golf digest thing in the the press conference. We just watched mixed up. But he kind of he kind of raised the white flag when he said that last major I got that one and now it's just kind of just little hit and giggles and he'll play on the tour every once in a while once he's in shape to do it. Yeah, I think you and I got way over our skis last week when we were like Tiger's going to come back in two weeks at the father son like this could happen. Now after listening to him talk yesterday on golf digest and then today like it's very clear that his leg is in is still in very bad shape nerve damage it's going to take a long time and it feels like. Golf-wise, he was saying like he's been playing the up tees because he can't hit it far anymore. Uh, you know, it just doesn't seem like he's anywhere close to, to playing golf. I, I wouldn't expect him to play golf this year. Um, no. Yeah, it's, he was asked about the Open, and he said that he would love to be at the Open, obviously 150, St. Andrews, so that would be pretty cool. And I don't know what St. Andrews plays as like a total yardage. I know it's not that high. Right. Right? So that could be doable, but again, like, walking a links course on a, I don't know. I don't know if that would be, I mean, I would love to see it. It would be golf is just yeah. better when tigers on TV, but after hearing him today and golf Digest's interview that they did with him, like my hopes of him playing like within the next six months have almost gone down to zero. I think zero. Yeah. I wouldn't expect yeah. him to play at all. And if it is, it's gravy. It's like, Oh my God, he's like here in a cart. Like this is sick, but yeah, I just don't see, I don't see him strolling up to Augusta national. Like, all right, boys, <laughs> Let's no. get after it. I just don't see it anymore. No, and, and he talked about his recovery and like how he was in a wheelchair for a couple of months after the accident. Like it was a very serious accident and you know, nerve damage and his legs are all messed up and he's trying to build that back. And his, you know, his biceps are gigantic. He's, his arms are huge. 
he's been doing curls <laughs> like nonstop. But it just he just had that aura of like, yeah, this isn't going to happen for a while. And if it does, I'm not going to be like who I was. Yeah. And he's definitely doing the right thing about setting expectations like lower. Because when he came back last time, he obviously wanted another major tournament. And if that somehow happens again in the next couple of years, like, great. I definitely think in his own mind, he's like, all right, I can't do that again. And I, I think he said, like, I, he can't climb Mount Everest again, which was that Masters yes. win. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It, for us as Tiger fans, it's a little disappointing. But, I mean, it makes sense. It was awful. His leg almost came off. So, yeah. Know. He talked about you know these four years away from being able to ride in a cart on the on the Champions Tour. Maybe that could be a thing, right? You know, I just thought you know Tiger like last year since his latest comeback, like he was more personable, right, and more open. And today he was really shut down and like protective of like he didn't want to talk about his car accident. He said he, he wants to keep people away from talking about his family, which no one's talking about his family. Um, I, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm. I, I was just kind of like, ah, I wanted more from Tiger. I thought this was going to be more like the old, like the newer Tiger that we know, and it felt like the older Tiger. Yeah, it would have been nice to hear about the accent. Like, I get it him being, you know, don't want to talk about it if it wasn't, like, just him. Like, if he got hit and then it was the kind of the same results, his leg got all messed up, but it was somebody else's fault. Like, maybe yeah. you don't want to talk about it, but you're right. He's going almost 90 miles an hour in a 45 or whatever it was. And yeah almost killed himself, could have killed somebody. It would have been nice to hear like what actually happened during that time. The simple question I would have asked was why, why were you going 87 miles an hour that morning? Yeah. And that's, that would be the answer that everybody wants, right? That's right. it. All you got to hear about is the reason. And there's a lot of Twitter of like, like either they want to hear that or they're like, lay off him. It's his own personal life. It's like, well, no, it really isn't his own personal life. Like he could have killed people on a very public street, uh, going double the speed limit in Los Angeles. Like, Sorry, we need to know some answers. To yeah, yeah, that's not a, that's not an answer that's like a private answer. Like that should be a very public answer, but I don't think we're ever going to find out why. No, <laughs> Which, I, I went back and looked at the police report today, and it's, there's nothing in it about like it, there, there's no statements from Tiger. It's like it's very just police written. Like, and people were giving it people were giving it shit when it act, when it was happening. They're like they're not saying anything like at yeah. all. And, and again, we're, we're, I'm I'm a biggest timer tiger homer like i'll be uh you know glued to my tv when he's in contention cheering for him all the time watching every stroke following the old golf tiger trackers on twitter <laughs> all right Peter. and i you know i want some answers about this yeah it would have been nice to hear some answers but i don't know hopefully i mean he's going to be obviously at the hero world challenge all week we don't know if he's going to be in the booth at all i'm sure if anybody asks him about it again he's going to say nothing again uh yeah. but it will be nice to see him around the boys this week for sure definitely yeah all right, match. What'd you think about it? Overall thoughts before we jump into a bunch of different stuff about it, but what did you think about it? All right. This is what I think about the match. Who is the match for? Right? Like, is it for diehard golf fans? Because they, diehard golf fans weren't really interested in it. Is it for casual fans who they're like, who are these two guys? Like, what's going on here? Like, what? Like, I feel like the audience, they don't know their audience. They don't know what they're trying to produce. Like in my mind, I was thinking about like, what would make it better? And sorry, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here. No, we'll get back to the match itself. But is it better maybe for like, if you just say, this is going to be for golf hardcores and we're going to have fun. We're going to have like two on two teams with, you know, four guys that are a little bit more friendly, more fun, younger guys who aren't huge names, like a Henry Higgs or, or Max Homa, um, you know, guys like that. Uh, with that guys that are going to make good, funny TV. Would that make for like, yeah, because you want to be entertained. Like Bryson yeah. and Brooks weren't entertaining. And we knew that going in. They weren't going to be entertaining. They barely talked to each other. 
the most entertaining Brooks was when he told Bryson to pick it up. His, his told him his par putt was good. All time <laughs> move. It was an all time move. I, that was I wrote like a highlight thing for Golf Week after it was over. That was the first one. That was the biggest balls on the table I've ever seen in my entire life. You got another one too, where uh, I think it was on the second hole where Bryson hit a drive like ninety miles right, and Brooks started yelling four. And Bryson's like, "There's no one over there." He's like, "You still, you got to yell four. It's <laughs> a golf nerd. I'm like, "Oh yeah, he knows that Bryson's been called out for not yelling yeah. four. Like Brooks had all these little insults, but for the match itself, I mean, it lived up to what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't very exciting. Phil Mickelson won the day. Um, the golf was bad. Twelve holes was good. And the best thing that came out of it for me was learning that how the drink cart was started from Frank. Unbe- unbelievable story. I had no idea that that is how the drink cart or like that is unbelievable. It was great. I was watching it and they showed the picture of the drink cart. I'm like, I wonder if that's how the, and all of a sudden they're like, and that's how the drink cart was started. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Shout out Amanda. Well, no, what but, did you think of it? What was your, what were your thought takeaways? Um, the first one being, and I mentioned this on the show, uh, last week and I tweeted about it. 12 holes might be the perfect amount of golf. Mm-hmm. And I got some people that disagreed with me on the old Twitter machine, but and I was just, the more that I thought about it is like, when you play nine holes, it's like, man, I could, especially if you're playing well, you're like, man, I could like make the turn. Let's play a couple more. Sometimes when you're standing on 17 T it's just like, I would drive directly to the parking lot right now. If I didn't have to drive through these holes anyway, I think right. 12 is the perfect amount, uh, especially for that kind of competition. When we were talking last week on the show that the last couple of matches have been seven hours long. I thought 12 holes yeah. was perfect. perfect. Um, I liked, although I do like the two on two, I thought one-on-one was very cool especially if you get two guys that like actually like each other and we'll talk a little shit Brooks yeah. and Bryson completely fell flat. And I do think that has something to do with the fact that Bryson couldn't putt. Like he just never made it close. No, I think if it went to 11 or went to 12, I think it would have been a lot better because the shit talk actually means something when you get to that point. But when you get closed out on seven or whatever it was, I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The golf was uh, bad. The golf was bad. The golf course to really do something with these matches. I know they want to do Vegas because it's Vegas and you can make more money when you're in Vegas and more people will turn tune in when you like include Vegas in it. They have to get to better golf courses. Yes. Like the golf course looks pretty or whatever. I did not think it was that good of a golf course at all. No, I, it was very disappointing. Like you got to get somewhere cool, <laughs> like band and dudes, they would never do. But if you get a golf course like that, it would be so much better. Cypress point. I know they probably can't, they don't have facilities to have that much TV there, but you have to get a golf course that's just way better than win. I feel like. Yeah. Not once during that was I like, man, I want to go play that course. Exactly. That you know, like if they're playing like a legendary course, like a ball to straw or abandoned dunes or, you know, other places where you're like, I would like to, I would like to go play that course. Like that's a what to play. Like just for the tune in factor of seeing the course says a lot. You know, yeah. Sure. And I, yeah, I just think, everything about it just kind of, it just fell flat. I do. I do think that has something to do with like Brooks just beat him down. Um, the good part though, was, was Charles and Phil. Tremendous. Unbelievable. Like Phil is going to be so good at that. And I, I, who knows? I know. I don't remember if this was your tweet or somebody else, but they said that, uh, Phil wing, the PGA probably like delayed his broadcast career for like five or six years. Yeah. That is so true. And it sucks. Because yeah. he's so damn good on TV. He's he on Barkley. 
are like the match made in heaven, right? Like just two like gamblers who will say anything they want to say. Like when, when Barkley was all upset about Nebraska football, letting him down, you know, it's, like- it's unbelievable. And that's what golf needs because sometimes watching golf on a Sunday afternoon, that's why people make fun of it being so boring. Cause no one on TV is like that on a regular basis. They're all just like, Oh, here's a birdie put on three. And like just move aside, put people in there that are entertaining and a lot more people will tune in on any given Sunday, if the people in the booth are better, like I might to like tune in for the Sunday at the RBC heritage. If Phil is in there, just cracking jokes the whole time. Like that's what golf needs so bad is people in the booth that are entertaining. And it's amazing how, how easy it is to be entertaining. Phil like doesn't, it isn't like changing the world of what he's saying. He's just having fun. And we're like every Saturday and Sunday during the year, we have to listen to Nick Faldo, like, tell us nothing and add nothing to the broadcast. It's like, have fun, man. Loosen up a little bit. It's okay. Like, tell us what we need to know about this. What's going on here. Right. And it's on on TV. Like just don't swear. And then you can pretty much say whatever you want. For some reason in golf guys are just such in a box and it's so frustrating. And after, especially after hearing Charles and Phil, just like, man, having that every week on CBS would be so damn good yeah. and so and much better than what we have like right now. One hour when Phil was in the booth for like the PGA that year, it was, it was tremendous television. Yeah, it really was. But yeah, the, match so they, itself, the cringiest part of the match was right before the first tee shot when Bryson grabbed the cupcakes. He just had to fuck it up. Like, why? I was watching it. Like, why are we, why are you doing this? Like, they showed Brooks. He's just like, like, this isn't funny. Oh my God. It was like, cupcake for you. Think of the cringiest thing he could have done on the first tee and he probably beat it. Like, oh, everything about that guy is just, take that guy. Oh my, if you've listened for Twilight Nine for this entire, for the last year and a half, you know how much I dislike Bryson DeChambeau. Everything he does pisses me off. And how classic. how classic was that yeah, on his first uh, first hole? He got free relief from a bush because it was there's a wire. His ball was in a bush, and he said that it was on like a was it like a sprinkler or like a TV wire or something? Yeah, the TV wire. Going through. It's like yeah, you get free relief from that. Like uh, first of all, how is there a, an official there? That, that's amazing to me. And then he gets he gets relief from that. And then the so one time, and then the one time he starts talking shit was when he was four down with four to play. He's like, "Exactly, is this on the PGA tour?" It's like, bro, you're getting your ass kicked. Just shut your mouth. Don't talk. Don't. He just has that feeling of like this sheltered kid that doesn't know how to act around. Him. Yeah, he's like the homeschool kid that for some reason like exactly. starts going to high school in eleventh grade, and you're just like, where, where did this kind come from? And he's just weird. Like that is Bryson DeChambeau. He doesn't know how to like socially interact with everybody that's around him. You know, he was like, this cupcake thing is going to be huge. People are going to love it. People, people are going to eat this cupcake thing up. I can't wait to drop this. And everyone and his little like, TikTok Dude. follower friends were like, yeah, it's going to be really good. They're going to love it. Yes. All yeah, his friends it. are 18. And it's yeah. just, oh my God, it's, he's the worst. He really is that, the worst. His friends are all yes men too. Like, what are they going to do? Like say no. Like, and that's the just, worst part. Everybody like in his camp, like down to like his manager, his caddy is like, Bryson, dude, you're the best. Everything you best. do is fantastic. And then he gets out in the real world and everybody's like, dude, you're the worst. <laughs> he's like, why is <laughs> like, anyone like me? It's you're like, the yes. worst. Everything yeah. you do sucks. Yeah. Oh. oh God. He's the worst. Oh man. And it, Especially, I mean, I get this one, why they put Brooks and Bryson. Everybody, I guess, wanted to see Brooks and Bryson match off. I didn't. I don't know if I'm the only person in the world that just didn't want to see that. Whoever decided to put him in the uh, the last one with with Tom Rogers and uh, who was it? Was it Phil? Phil, Phil, yeah. Yeah, Phil. Whoever made that decision should be fired. He's the last yeah. guy that should put on national TV in one of these matches. I thought of a a two-on-two match today that I would like to see. It would interest me. I want to see if it interests you. John Rahm. Okay. 
John Rahm and Jordan Spieth versus Justin Thomas and Sergio Garcia. Yeah, see, something like that I think would be perfect. Because, you know, you get the two Americans who are best friends on the Ryder Cup team. You get the two Europeans who are, are great on the Ryder Cup team. You split them up and you make them go against their friends. There's just, yeah, I love that. First of all, I love that. But there's so many good, con- like you just have to, like you could have that where it's the rivalry thing, but you split them up. But then you could get, like you said, like a Max Homa and Harry Higgs where you just mm-hmm. like have a good time. And it would yeah. just be so much better. But for some reason, they keep wanting to put out like this rivalry that like people won't talk to each other for some reason. Yeah, because if you have like four guys or two guys out there that are, are fun, that can like, like Max, Max Home would be perfect with these things. He knows how to be quick, witty, fun. And you're watching it and you're not all that concerned about the golf. The golf is secondary. You're, it's more of an entertainment thing. So you're just like, oh yeah, these guys are fun to listen to and they can hit a good golf shot every now and then. And it, but, I, for me, it probably like golf should be like pretty far down on the list of like what the match is. Like we watch right. golf every week. We don't care. We don't really care about the golf. We want to like see these guys just like interact and have a good time. Like getting like, like Higgs, Max Homa, and like Kisner in one. Can you imagine Kevin Kisner in that kind of environment? Oh, yeah, it would be must watch TV. Must yeah. watch. And he's not, I don't even know what he's ranked in the world. Obviously, he's very talented. He has like three or four wins on the PGA Tour. But he is the perfect guy for that kind of thing. And But they don't want to do it because he's not the big name and they want to sell it. I guarantee if you put Max Homa and Kevin Kisner in one of those, it'll do better than all the other ones. Except if, when Tiger's in it, obviously, because it's Tiger. Obviously, but compared everyone. to all the other ones, if you put those kind of guys, because those are the kind of guys that golf fans want to watch are Kevin Kisner, Max Homa, because they're funny-ass dudes. And executives always get like wow by the numbers like they want the big names they want the people with the biggest twitter followers and with this or that like no put out a really good product with like guys that are really good at it and that will that will do much better yeah just you got to put personalities out there man brooks kepka doesn't have a personality or like he probably he does but not like on tv or in front of dude every time they talk to him he said the same thing like we're just gonna you know we're just gonna try to have some fun out there we're just gonna give it a go like there was no interesting back and forth at all with the, either player during the match. No, and it was disappointing. So, yeah, I don't know. I would love to th- I would love to see Home on one of those. I would love to see Kisner on one of those. I think it would just be so good. Yeah. And better, yeah, definitely better courses, more guys that are more fun to to, to watch. I mean, there's the formula can be there. You just got to take some chances. Yeah, and they j- yeah, they just got to get rid of that big name thing. Like who cares who's yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. But speaking of big names, everyone is there in the Bahamas for the Hero World Challenge. It's up to 20 guys. The field's loaded. Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, uh, Jordan Spieth, who, uh, quick note, first time teeing it up since he's a dad. So he has oh, perspective yeah. now. So yeah, get ready for that comment. Yeah. Every every TV, every 30 minutes, he's got perspective now. Yeah. More like he's just really tired, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and shout out Ricky. He had his baby girl, too. Him and Allison had a kid, too. So Ricky, shout out Ricky. So he'll win this year because of perspective. 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 The golf course, Albany Golf Course, par 72, 7,309 yards. Ernie Ells design. Love that. It's kind of link style. The fairways are gigantic uh, for obvious reasons. That's why Tiger chose it so he can hit fairways all day. So I get that for sure. Um, some of the key stats. I know you don't have to be a bomber to win here, but when you have to go low, the winning score is probably going to be what 18, 20 under. It's usually around that realm. Having somebody that can get it out there in wide fairways. Love that. 
data golf has strokes and approach as the far and away most important stat of the week. And if you kind of look at the winners, I guess it kind of makes sense, right? John Rahm is one here. Hideki's one here. Henrik Stenson won here. Defending uh, champ, right? A ball striking fiesta with those three. So I guess it, yeah, defending champ. I forgot he existed until I just read his name on my notes. <laughs> He's our defending champion this week. Come on. I, does he like play on the PGA tour anymore? I would love to know the last like 10 results for Henrik Stenson on the PGA tour. He's had a wild career, right? He was really good. Then he was like really, really bad. And then he was really good. And now he's just kind of like he and Ian Poulter just make really funny Instagram story videos. It's, yeah. Shout out the European tour. They, the, <laughs> the European tour does a fantastic job with social media, 10 times better than the PGA tour. Like the European he, tour just has it figured out and the PGA tour doesn't. And because I think the European guys buy into it. Like they're not, yeah, they're very good. into it. You know, they, they act, they have fun with it. Where I'm sure if like you ask like five or six Americans to do it, they'd be like, oh, like, talk to yeah, my could you like, Could you imagine uh, like asking Brooks Kepka and D- Dustin Johnson to act during a PGA Tour <laughs> social media bit? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, you want me to do what now? Yeah. Uh, DJ, know. we just want you to have fun. I am having fun. <laughs> I am. Can't you tell? Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, betting odds. Typical. Shout out Typical Sportsbook. Go. I don't have an ad yet. I would read an ad, but I don't have an ad. So I don't what know. Typical for all your gambling needs. Yeah. Shout out Typical. Uh, Roy McIlroy, my guy, is the betting favorite, plus 700. Uh, Colin Morikawa is at 750. And then we get into Justin Thomas at plus 1,000. Jordan Spieth, plus 12, perspective. Xander Shoffley, who's off to Saudi Arabia at the beginning of next year, which I thought was a big surprise. I don't know if you saw that tweet. That field is loaded with people. Loaded. That's and I did standoff. not think I did not think Xander was going to be one of them. No, it's a big standoff. A lot of big names are going over there. Yeah, it's great. I, I don't know. Uh, Victor Hovland's at plus 1,000. Dyson, Bryson DeChambeau is at plus 1,300. Uh, Tony Finau's at 15. Scotty Scheffler's at 15. I think it would be very funny if Scotty won this week because, like, doesn't it not count? I don't, does That's this why he's in my notes. for. Yeah, for I don't think it counts if he wins, <laughs> which is, would be very funny. Uh, so, yeah, so who, do you, who, do you, uh, who are you targeting this week? It's going to be tough. I know I have a couple top five plays already. Uh, but outside top fives, there's just no value. So we're probably going to have to hit a winner if we're going to have a good week. Let me throw his name at you. Yeah. Because I think he lives out there. I'm pretty sure he lives out there. Do you know who I'm going to pick here? Justin from- Rose. Bam! Justin Rose. He's got a couple of what, top fives in this tournament. He does. Uh, Has he won it before? Now I got to look it up. Might have won it. Justin Rose. He knows the wins out there. You know, it's a perfect tournament for Justin Rose to win where it like doesn't count. Like he's not really in contention lately for majors, so he can just beat a field of twenty and go back to his house there in the Bahamas and enjoy himself. So he's plus two thousand. Uh, I also like Patrick Reed at plus three thousand. He's in this tournament every year, and he's kind of like one of those guys that like he's so serious. Like I don't think he, I don't think he ever likes to have fun. It's like well, like the other nineteen guys might be there to kind of compete, but also just enjoy. It. The, the weather and everything. I could see Patrick Reed grinding. Reed's on like a business trip when he goes to the Bahamas. Yeah. And he's he doesn't probably, give a fuck about the sun. No, yeah. he's probably just shuffle. He's ready to go out there and play. Yeah. So he, Patrick Reed was the runner up in 2016. And then I think the last time we were here, I think he was T4, if I remember correctly, because that was the, um, the shovel in the sand moment with Patrick Reed. Yeah. You remember yeah, like, that? Was, yeah. Wasn't that like, was, was Tory Pine shortly after that where he cheated again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst. Uh, shout out Patrick Reed. Yeah, I love him. But yeah, I don't, Justin Rose. For for some reason, he was just like winning the Masters for most of the time last year. And yeah. he just hasn't done shit since, I don't think. 
he hasn't done anything in a while. Like I, I picked him in the Memorial, I think two years ago and he shot like 90 over missed the cut. And I've hated him ever since. Love that. Isn't it weird how, when you bet on guys and they do so bad, you hold grudges. Yeah. And like, you remember it. You're like, I remember when, uh, at the Valero Texas open, you really screwed me in 2017. Couldn't make the cut. But what, what about this golf tournament? Just watching it on TV. You're up there in the Northeast and New Hampshire. It's cold. I always like like the Hawaiian swing in January when you're up there in the Northeast because it feels like an escape. It really does. Uh, I think this. I, I think this tournament. There's not like much intensity in it for me, but as a viewer, it's fun to throw on um, island golf in December and just kind of zone out and watch twenty of the best players in the world play. And it it is like a it is a pretty cool golf course. Like I actually like the golf course and it TVs well because it has a lot of good. Like the closer eighteen is awesome. Um, there's yeah. a couple par threes in there that are really nice. But it is kind of just like when it's 25 degrees next week or this week and I can watch it on TV, it does feel kind of good. And it's fun. It's a small, you know, 20, 20 people. It's not like, you know, we haven't had a good uh, tournament to watch on a Thursday and Friday in a long time, it feels like. Since, oh, but yeah, Ryder so, yeah, Cup and before that. Ryder so it's Cup. like easy, like, yeah. you know, it, it fills that void of like, I like to watch Thursday golf every now and then and zone out. And like, these are really good golfers to watch on a Thursday and Friday. And it's... um. And you're appreciative because we're about to go on like a three-week hiatus from the PGA Tour, so that's nice. Yeah. Let's see who I got going on here. I got a couple top fives, and here's my thinking. I want your picks. And here's my thinking. Tell me. And we were just talking about grudges. Um, Mav McNeely is currently on my shit list because he fucked me at the Fortinet. He shanked it, and I I think I had him at plus 4,000 to win or something ridiculous. Oh. Anyway, thanks for nothing, Mav. Yeah, and R- Russell Henley too missed the top twenty oh. last week and made me look bad because I was over three. Um, so this is my thinking behind this. I have two top five so far, and then I'll probably dive into some winner picks. I think mm-hmm. my strategy with this is I know one of them will finish in the top five, so I'm going to bet both. If they both hit, great. If not, I get one and we're plus money. Yeah, I'm writing this down. Who, who are these two gentlemen? Kyle Morikawa, golf course, iron play. He's probably the best iron player since Tiger Woods. How is life like out on that limb, Riley? Is it, and, is it good? And he, hey, we get plus one. Thir- we get plus one thirty for a top five. Okay. And a twenty man field will take that. Yeah. The limb's thick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we're going. <laughs> and then we're going to my guy, who went Hulk mode on a T-shirt a couple weeks ago. Rory McIlroy. I don't think he's ever, ever. I don't think he. <laughs> You'll learn this very quickly. When Roy McIlroy's in the field, I bet on him. Again, I also like um, I like Roy McIlroy. Regardless of how he's playing, I will bet on <laughs> I will bet on Roy McIlroy. I bet on him to win the Masters in April. He was he was missing. He was terrible. Still doesn't matter because I know when I don't, he, that's when he'll do it. That's when he's gonna do it. So those are the two guys I have for a top five. I know Roy hasn't been here before. I think this is Colin's first time. I think I don't think he was here last year. But those two are probably playing the best golf in the world right now. So in a 20-man field, I'll bet both of them hoping that one of them finishes in the top five because I don't see them both not doing it. Yeah, this is like, I'm in this, you know, every majors, there's a majors pool where you pick like, you have six groups, you pick the top guy, and then you pick four random guys from the rest. And every week, every time I'm like, I have the 10 best golfers, they're going to win this. And I always end up like in 900 place. This kind of feels like that kind of tournament where there's so many big names. You're like Morikawa and Roy are definitely top five, and then like they're like 17th and 18th. Yeah, and and yeah, and then t- the top five will be like Henrik Stenson, like Abe Answer, like Victor. Yeah, I'm picturing it right in now in my head. <laughs> I could see that something. It's gonna be yeah. like Abraham Answer and like Victor Hovland down the stretch. I'm gonna be like, fuck me. Yeah, 
I think I think Rory should show up on the first tee on Thursday with his uh, shirt. With that shirt. Yeah. Where that's his new look. All of his shirts are pre-ripped, Rory. <laughs> Just pre-ripped. Nike start Nike starts making them like like sewn together so it doesn't take a lot of effort. You can just yeah. strip that thing off. I don't hate that actually. I don't hate that. But yeah, for winners, I I almost just want to put money on Scotty Scheffler because I think it would be funny. If this is it. Plus fifteen hundred in the wind. It would be his not his first win. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it counts, right? I don't think it technically counts. No, it doesn't win. count. There's no, no there's no world golf rankings with this points with this. I think it would be hilarious if he, I also think a funny pick would be Tony Finau. Finau. It would have been funnier if he didn't win the Northern Trust. Yeah. No, he didn't win the Northern. Oh yeah, he won the Northern Trust. Northern yeah. Trust. Yeah. If he didn't win it, he was still looking for to break the curse. I think it would be yeah. funny if he won this tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see, unless Bryson figured something out, he was driving it off the planet. I know this golf course isn't totally about accuracy, but um, I'll never root for Bryson DeChambeau. That's one of the things. I could see yeah. Victor Hovland doing well here. His game's just so freaking good. He's unbelievable. So good. I like, uh, yeah, Morikawa. I can't wait to watch Morikawa um, this coming season, this, this, this new year, 2022. Like, I can't wait to see him play. Up to the level he's been playing at already, I think he's just going to like just go through the roof. I can't wait to see him play majors and win big tournaments. I also think like a sneaky pick, hmm. Fitzy. Hmm. Wind, good iron player, rolls it. You don't necessarily need distance. I mean, like Hideki's not like the longest guy on tour. He's won here. Henrik Stenz is not like the longest guy. And he's no. one of those dudes that is like, he's just a grinder. He's just like a good yeah. golfer. So if the wind picks up, I think Matty Fitz could be a good pick. He's a plus. It is funny, though. Like, you can just not get a long shot. Like, Henrik Stenson's plus 7,000, and the longest shot after that is plus 3,000, Patrick Reed. Yeah, Patrick Reed is my is my lock of the week. To win yeah, or top five? Uh, to win. To, ooh. to win. I like that. And I will hate myself all four days watching Patrick Reed. It is tough when you're positioned to, because I got I actually cashed Patrick Reed at the Farmers last year. I bet on him to nice. win, and it's it is kind of you're put in a tough position when you have to root for Patrick Reed, especially once he's among rules controversies and he's cheating. Man, golf is such a unique betting sport too. Like when you have a guy to win and he's in contention on Sunday, like the amount of hours you watch of golf on that Sunday, like every shot is like huge to you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not like betting minus one ten on a football team to like cover no. the spread. It's like I could convert a plus three thousand bet right now if this guy just gets it done Sunday afternoon. Yeah, he'll bogey three, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, he was bogey." Th- we got to turn this around, and it's like <laughs> you still have like four hours left in the broadcast. <laughs> Stressful. It is stress. It's a long Sunday when you have somebody to win in there right there. Oh god. I like it better when I bet on Rory a couple weeks ago and he lost and I didn't have to watch it because it was a different time zone. I like that. Yeah, I can't wait to watch Rory. This is, I, I'm excited, very excited for this tournament. Like we said, just 20 guys, 20 of the best players in the world. Uh, I mean, we haven't seen good golf in a while. Yeah. What do you think about Justin Thomas this week? I like Justin Thomas every week, um, obviously. Yeah, you know, but I, I really liked what Justin Thomas. Uh, did you see what Tiger said about Justin Thomas in that golf week thing? How like uh, Thomas's in the woods now are like families. Yeah, yeah. And, like Tiger's son Charlie is like the little brother that Justin's never had. Like, how cool is it to be 
Justin Thomas. And Unbelievable. Like, you grow up that, watching that guy. You probably golf because of him. And now you're just like going over his house for Sunday dinner all the time. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And shit talking with him and having fun with him doing all that stuff. So I don't know. Justin Thomas had a bat. He didn't have his best, right? He won the players, right? And yeah, he, he kind of had a down year. Like he didn't really yeah. play that well. No. So I could see him. This could be one of those weeks where I could see him just like barreling down and beating everybody by like six strokes or, right. you know, I, th- I think he'll be a top five. Yeah. Just cause his iron play is so good. Watching him hit iron shots is so sick. Cause he's one of the, and I've said it on the show a thousand times. I don't know if anybody except maybe like tiger, obviously, cause he does everything better than anybody, but watching Justin Thomas, like be creative with his shot shaping is fucking awesome. <laughs> His like I always go back to 16 at the players. Yeah. And I think it was on Sunday. He hits like a rope sting draw off the tee. And his yep. very next shot is a towering cut into the par five. Like, I don't know if anybody else on tour can do that. Yeah. He did that on 18 too. The players with that hooded five wood where he yep. like plays it down and the thing just roll. And you're like, that water is right there on the left. And it's just rolling, rolling, rolling. Like what? Uh, Watching Justin Thomas when he's hot, when he's on, I don't know if anybody is more entertaining than that. Yeah, now I want to go. I can't wait to go to the, the players this year and just follow. I can't him. wait to go to the players. Follow him around. I went to the when I went to the uh, Genesis Open a couple of years ago, and, and Dustin and uh, Bubba were paired together on a Thursday. And just watching bo- how both of those guys attacked the course was just incredible. But watching Bubba in person isn't even like watching golf. No, it's like some dude like fucking around on the range his ball <laughs> the shapes he hits with that ball you're like what and then you have dj who's just like i'm gonna blast this yeah you know high stage down the middle and like then bob was like i'm gonna turn it around those two trees and <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable dustin thomas is a great shot shaper and we, we don't have a lot of that it feels like you know with the, with the balls where they are and the clubs where they are like it's old school yeah, a lot of the guys just have one shot shape that they just hit the entire time, regardless of like what the course is demanding. It's like, no, I'm just going to hit a cut here, even though it's a dog leg left. Like, I'm just going to yep. hit a cut. I'm just going to hit a cut, and I'll be 130 out, and I'll hit a lob wedge in. Exactly. Yeah, Justin Thomas, when he's firing, is fucking awesome. So your lock of the week, is Patrick Reed to win? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go um, – I'm going to do two. I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to go um, Calmore Kawa top five as my lock at plus 130. Um right. I don't love that. It's going against my guy. So now he'll finish in the top five and Colin Morikawa won't, but that's where we're going. And then if I had to pick a winner outside of like the favorite favorites, I'm going to go, you know what? I'm a, I'm a go with Fitzy. I mentioned it. I like yeah. Maddie, and he's had some good and nice starts on the Euro tour recently. So he's one of those guys that it, his putter's so good that he can keep up with anybody. I just, uh, to get back to Patrick Reed here, what it's got to be awkward for him going to this tournament, right? All these guys just play in the Ryder Cup. Like he's not friends. Is he friends with anyone that's there? How how awkward is tour life for Patrick Reed? Like does he right? have friends? Yeah. Like does anyone like, hey Patrick, you want to grab dinner tonight? Like I can't imagine anyone doing that. Yeah. Is he just like in his hotel going down to like the hotel restaurant every week to get dinner, and he just goes back up yeah. to the room? His wife's just on the Twitter burner account, just like defending his honor while he's just like eating Applebee's across to go the, across the booth. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I like this restaurant. What's the name of it? It's uh, Applebee's, Patrick. Ah, it's a good place. Oh, good damn, place. damn, nice. <laughs> but I see this as being the year where Patrick Reed is so pissed about not like not getting on the Ryder Cup team and being shit on by all of them. I see him being like the the ultimate villain this year and just trying to, to beat everyone's ass. Right. Oh, Patrick Reed. Holy shit. All right. 
Well, those are the locks of the week. Patrick Reed to win. We got Matty Fitz to win and Kyle Morikawa top five. You got anything? Oh. You got anything else to get off your chest before we get out of here today? Uh, no, I'm just trying to lock down a tee time right now at TPC Sawgrass, and I'm already thinking about the 17th hole if it happens. If that if, if that happens, I think I'm gonna be I'm gonna be up for a month. Yeah, that's got to be the most intimidating shot in golf. There's there's courses I play like my my home course right now. There's holes I think of before I like pull into the parking lot that day. Like yeah. right now, the tee shot on my 12th hole. I'm like. Oh, don't snap hook that one again. <laughs> but like the 17th, like when you're on 15 and all of a sudden you're walking down 16 and you're like peeking over at it going, okay. Oh my God. And you know, I saw, I've seen it recently with no golfers out there and it's just, it's an easy 130 yard wedge. It's not. All you gotta so, do is hit a pitching wedge relatively. It's so accurate. close in person. They always say that, but it is so close. And like, first time I got there in person, I'm like this, that's it. Like that's <laughs> it right there. It. This is that's it. it. Like throw it. <laughs> You know, and the most amazing part is when you stand there and there's that island with the uh, with the uh, flowers and the tree. Yeah, the Shank Island. Who was that? Shank and someone shanked it a couple yeah. years ago. And you stand there in the tee box. And you go, how in the God's green earth does a professional golfer even come close to a guy that does that for a living? Hit it there, dude. There, like he had the yards left of that tee box, just right there. As soon as that ball left his club face, he was like, ah, <laughs> you know, like, we were, like Jesus Christ, what is that? And that tree rather- is so far not in play. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Would you rather have to hit that tee shot or um, Augusta 12? Yeah. I think I'd rather hit Augusta 12. I would just get the bunker number and hit it over that bunker. Yeah. Have you been to Augusta? No. Oh, man. I went, this year. I went, to, went 2013 for a practice round. Greatest day of my life. Yeah. Um, but that tee shot, I, I sat like the, one of the best places in the world is right behind 12. You sit up in the, uh, stands behind 12 yep. and there's a beer garden behind there. So you grab, yeah, two you beers. can see a, the 11, 11 green too, right? Yeah. There. And you grab two beers and the sun comes down and you watch guys coming down 11. You got to watch that 12th and you watch 13 and you sit there and you smile and you go, there's nothing better than where we are right now. Oh my God. But I would rather have 12, 12 is yeah. Just the Island. Just always, there's just all the, wa- I know, I think the green's even bigger at 17 and it is like tw- like it's just a bigger target but it's just so intimidating and when you stand over your ball you know everyone's looking at you like all right here you go 17 tee shot what are you gonna do and you're like just block everything out and just put it in there if we end up going down there and we play yeah i'm gonna be up for a month thinking about that <laughs> i'm gonna go to the range and get a bucket and just hit 132 yard shots maybe for like a couple weeks straight just to make sure i get it and the green is huge i was i walked out on the green and the green's big yeah but there's a lot of slopes like that left that pin placement on Sunday. Like if you uh, the back right, if you put your tee shot on the front left, like you, you might even have to like chip over. Right. You know, that, that, uh, well, that's the, a putt that, uh, who was it? Keimer? Johnny Vegas a couple years ago. Was it Keimer? Keimer hit it over in, in a playoff to win. All the way across the green. Yeah. Where was that? I want to say up. it was Vegas. Like, but this was recently. That was like even okay. last year, I think somebody. God, that golf course is so sick. Yeah, Pete Dye. So Pete Dye did Harbor Shout Down too. Dye. I forgot that his that he would give his wife one hole on each course to design. Mm-hmm. And our caddy was like, "You're gonna like she designed like his par four at Harbor Town. It's got this huge. Like, it's like an island hole, but it's surrounded by a bunker and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four foot high, you know, like wood planks. And so, like, and I thankfully got in the green in regulation. 
But the guy we played with, one of the guys I played with, clanged it off the wood and bounced back in. And our caddy's like, "Yeah, Mrs. Die, she's got a real sick sense of humor." And he's yeah, like, "She does." He's like, "I would love to see their notebooks of like their course designs because they are two totally different people." Yeah, imagine book. being at that dinner. Like, honey, what are you going to do on fourteen? Yeah, is I did. <laughs> I totally forgot that. It was very cool. That's awesome. All right, guys. I think that's golf. it for the week. Golf. Shout out golf. Golf. But, uh, <laughs> golf. We'll talk to you guys next week to recap the year. See ya.